Hello. Welcome to the Catch Some Soul Shine podcast, and I'm your host, Dawn Renee Beauvais. I'm here to share drastic self-care measures that will help empower you to awaken brilliance after life's darkest moments. I've discovered countless measures that help heal and transform you so that you can live a joyful, empowered life without feeling trapped in the past, without clinging to the opinions of others, and without fear of vulnerability in a community setting. And I intend to bring some guests to help shed some light on specific modalities. I'm so glad you're here. So grab a cup of coffee because it's time to catch some soul shine. Today I'm coming to you and it's shortly after my son's angelversary, which is just um, a really trying time. And I didn't feel like recording. You know, I was talking to a friend and she said, well, maybe just honor yourself and just take some time off or maybe just, just start recording and let people know that you really didn't feel like recording. You really didn't feel like doing something. And it made me think of courage. And so I looked up the definition of courage and It says the ability to do something that frightens you. For example, she called on all her courage to face the ordeal or strength in the face of pain or grief. You know, when, when I lost, I've had a lot of losses, but I remember people saying, oh, you're so strong what strength you have. And that really didn't feel good to me. I didn't feel strong. I felt like empty or heavy or dark. But when I think about courage and facing something, even in the midst of deep grief and pain, That's really what it was for me, is courage. Courage to keep going, even when I didn't feel like it. Courage to get out of bed. Courage to help another human. Courage to keep learning, to keep diving in and digging deeper within. That's really when I started this huge transformative journey to, you know, lift my spirits and become a light, but you can't shine brightly if you're not filling your own cup. You know, there's, there's different types of courage. There's moral courage, intellectual courage, disciplined courage, empathetic courage, and I think to have a better understanding of the word, I'd like to kind of discuss each one with you. So when we talk about moral courage, that's, you know, being a spokesperson 
standing up for something that you really believe in your heart. And I know there's some tragedy that's happening in our world today. And there are some people that really are, are displaying moral courage for standing up for what they believe in and, you know, what change can take place. And from my own perspective, that's the type of courage that I leaned into the most after suffering significant loss. Um, I, I became a spokesperson for addiction and recovery and, you know, educating people about uh, stigmatizing language. And I still do it today. Um, I still feel very passionate about not calling people names or labels with what their addiction happens to be. You know, I said this to um, some of my friends, you know, when, when referring to Brad as an addict, I said, but that's not who he was. He may have suffered from this disease, but he was Brad. And it reminds me of a story that um, was told to me. You know, he was in this treatment facility and he's bebopping around and happy-go-lucky. And, you know, he had such a huge personality and a bellowing laugh and great big smile. And he was walking by the therapist's room and she was playing Neil Young. And he took a step back and he goes, oh, Neil Young. And she goes, wait a minute, you like Neil Young? And he goes, oh yeah, you know who Neil Young is? She, he's like, yeah, I know Neil Young. She goes, come on in here. And they had a really deep discussion about, you know, Brad's morals and who he was and the things that he liked. And she just looked at him and she said, wow, who are you? And where did you come from? And she said, he looked back at me with this huge grin on his face. And he said, I am me. And what a huge lesson that is for everyone out there, you know. We get caught up in these labels and terms and and what have you, but we're all unique, beautiful gifts. And I remember that all the time. I am me. I know I got off topic there a little bit, but let's talk about uh, disciplined courage. So disciplined courage is, you know, sticking with something, doing something that you don't like, that really scares you, but you're disciplined. You're going to do it no matter what. And when I think about that, I think about this podcast and I say it all the time. I just, there's so much tech and I'm, I'm not tacky and I don't like tech and the first time I put this podcast together, I I fiddled with it 
learning how to format and and change things and edit and put it in this program and that program. And it took me two days. I mean, not just two eight-hour days, like all day long. That's what I did. I worked on this podcast. And I was about to throw in the towel and say, I can't do it. But for some reason, that discipline kicked in. And I said, you know what? I can do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to figure it out. And that is such an important piece of courage. Because how many times do we get so far on a path and then we stop? Right before the miracle happens. And I don't want to do that. Because I feel like there's so much that... I can give and you can receive and also people that I want to talk to and share with you have so many gifts to give. So I will remain steadfast. Even if I have setbacks, even if I have failures, I'm going to display that disciplined courage. And then there's intellectual courage. And that means changing old assumptions and learning things based on new beginnings, um, insights gained from education, research, or experience. And I think we all have a little bit of that. You know, my experience has taught me so much on this path we call life, um, how to be a better listener, how to be a better friend, how to, you know, keep learning at, well, I know I told you before, I'm 59. I'm not ashamed of that. At 59, I'm taking classes. I'm learning new art techniques. Um, I'm learning new tech, which, yeah, you can teach an old dog new tricks, right? So that takes a lot of courage because we can shy away from that too and say, I can't do it. But I'm here to tell you that It's so important that you just keep trying, even if you fail. Empathetic courage. Sometimes um, I think this one can be really hard for people. There's a lot of lack when it comes to empathy. And maybe it's because we're not even aware of what we're feeling or that we carry bias, or that, you know, we're not right all the time. I mean, there's a saying that says, would you rather be right, or would you rather be happy? And it takes a lot of courage to let go of your old ideals and open up to new things. You know, I I hear people say all the time, 
well, we didn't do it like that back in the day. And when this was developed, this is how it was and, and so forth and so on. And I think, I understand there's need for, you know, direction and guidance and, and whatnot, but there's also, um, a changing and evolving society. And if you don't want to stay present in the moment, you can get caught up and trapped in the past. And it takes a lot of courage to, you know, raise your awareness and your empathy toward your fellow man, no matter what country they live in, or, you know, animals or, you know, somebody's cause without humiliating them. So I think it's really, really important that we do a check on ourselves and say, hmm, maybe I need to re-examine that and think about, you know, my feelings toward it and, and whatnot. Um, <clears throat> I work a lot with court systems and uh, in my uh, day job and and people that have struggled with you know mental health and substance use and you know I hear terms used every single day that describe them in a way that doesn't shine a light on them you know and sometimes I get caught up in that too. Um, but I think it's really important to remember that no matter what someone's struggling with, it's people first. People first. So one of the huge healing modalities that has helped me heal my brain and become a better me is creativity. And I started um, really diving into that deeply after um, suffering my second loss. Second, well, not really my second. Another major loss in my life, Brian Beatty. So I dove in and I started painting. I remember going into my sister's and she's, she's sitting there and she's like, we're going to paint. And I just want an escape. I wanted an escape. I wanted to get away, not look at anybody, not talk to anybody. And she said, oh yeah, I think we're going to paint. No, I don't want to paint. And she had her whole kitchen table set up with art supplies and paint and canvases when I got there. And there was no telling her no. So I sat down and I started painting. And, you know, when I talk about that um, courage piece where I was just busy being an advocate, you know, working, working, working towards change. This was a different type of courage. This was a courage where I was just going to sit down 
be still and paint. And I felt such a profound serenity when I did that, that something tripped in my brain. And I thought, huh, this is really something. I think I need to do more of this. I went home and I started painting more. And I delved into uh, fluid art. And then I started taking more classes because, you know, I want to learn. And I started putting my art out there on Facebook and people started to like it, buy it. And none of that would have happened if I wouldn't have had a smidgen of courage to just do something, do something imperfectly. Just try it. If you have something that is pulling at your heart that you've always wanted to do, whether it be write some poetry, you know, knit. My husband's a huge knitter and he taught himself, taught himself how to knit and crochet uh, with, you know, tutorials and learning and He's made some beautiful things, um, starting a podcast. I mean, those are all creative outlets that really do heal you. And I think it's important that we release the attachment to the outcome. Because really, the outcome isn't what's important. It's the act of doing, having the courage to try something, whether it's a success, I can't talk, or a failure. The act of doing shows great courage. I can't stress enough how much it's meant to me to have you, you know, support me in my journey. I hope that I can help you along the way. If there's something that you've been thinking about trying, but you're fearful or you just don't want to do it, I'm just going to give you that little extra push today and ask you to get some courage and do some imperfect action. Do it. And I'd love to hear from you and let me know what it is that you've done or that you want to do. And if there's anything that I can do to help spur that on, I would love to. I, you know, I do teach some art courses and um, I just think that it's, it's, something that's really, really going to help you. I will catch you next week for a little bit of soul shine. And I hope you have a beautiful light filled day. Here's some key takeaways about courage. There's lots of different types of courage. And today we talked about moral courage, disciplined courage, intellectual courage, 
and empathetic courage. It takes a lot of practice and dedication, but what I want you to focus on is everyday courage. Just do something. Have some courage. Get out there and live your life to the fullest because really, life is a journey. Every single day is a gift. And I really, really want you to live it to the fullest. Please like this and share it with your friends. And as always, check the notes because I have a free 11 affirmation journal that features some of my artwork. You can also pick up a free 5 by 7 print from my Dawn Beauvais art collection. And I will be sharing other goodies along the way. Have a great day.